Happy Friday. The weekend is here. Let's go. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever it is you decided to make Big Sky Sports Talk a part of your day. My family and I greatly appreciate it. You have found the only podcast in the world completely devoted to the coverage of the four major franchises of one major market, and that's Phoenix, Arizona. We do it a little bit differently. We do it from Big Sky Country, Billings, Montana. We cover ASU football and ASU basketball to go along with it, and all of this is presented by the unofficial presenting sponsor, Muya Billings. Go check them out. Check out any location if you like. But Muyan Billings is the best. Rico, he's the general manager. He will hook you up. Um, happy Friday. We we made it. Another weekend is right in our midst. So um, it's good to get jacked up about that. Uh, Diamondbacks play today. Start a series against... Uh, Seattle, so uh, that that should be good. Um, we'll be talking um, Cards Camp uh, Day 2 that happened uh, yesterday on today's show. And um, yesterday I had myself a day off as I typically do on, on Thursday, so that was good. Just kind of a, a lay low, relaxed day. Um, my mom, uh, went with me to the church to get everything set up for the connection cards and, and the giving envelopes and all that. Um, so that was cool. I had breakfast with her or, well, it was more of like a brunch. It was a late, a late, um, a late breakfast, right, pretty much right at lunchtime. I think we got in right at Right at lunchtime, we had IHOP, and so that was good. Um, but other than that, my day yesterday was a pretty lay-low day. It was a relatively lay-low day in, in sports, just some Cardinals stuff from training camp and other different news. Um, but other than that, that, that's really all there is to it on that. Um, I had a, a story I was going to share a couple days ago. And I keep on forgetting it, and I actually, um, I thought about it earlier yesterday, um, out and about with my mom, and I cannot, for the life of me, at this point, remember it. But just know that I have something that I meant to share that was kind of, you know, kind of comical, um, but it's, uh, it happened a couple of days ago, and, and I, I doubt I will remember it. Um, right now I'm, I'm doing my best. I'm kind of trying to stall for time to, to remember it, but I, I, I don't, I don't think I will. Um, this is a uh, kind of cool. Um, my niece, Charlie did go to, uh, um, kids camp. Well, middle, she went, say our church does, uh, two, uh, camps and they'll do a kids camp. They have a youth camp as well, and then like a middle school age, which is right where Charlie is, and then, you know, and she first ever uh, going to to camp, and she's reportedly has had a blast and um, expected uh, to be uh, back on Saturday. 
Um, and then also um, next week, uh, next weekend, um, Fall and Engage come back. So that that'll be good. Uh, they've been spending some uh, time with their dad all summer. It was, so it would be good to have them back. And um, that's ex- exciting stuff. Um, gosh, I really wish, wish I could remember um, said story. I, I Like I said, I, I keep on forgetting about it. I, like it will come up in conversation or something will come up between my mom or my sister. Some Something that I've that that happened or whatever and and i'm like oh man i forgot to share that on the podcast and i i can't remember just know that if i come with some random story that that uh you know didn't didn't happen to me uh that week and may it may or may not make sense just know that that's what it is um but I, I guess since that's all I got, I, I'm just checking in with you. Hopefully, you guys are doing good, um, and uh, I'm excited for uh, another another Friday, another another weekend. Um, let's go ahead and get into uh, sound credits. Um, it's all Cardinals. Uh, AZCardinals.com gives us uh, some Jonathan Gannon, uh, P- um, Paris Johnson Jr. The um, um, tackle that Cardinals drafted, DJ Humphreys, um, and then uh, Pat Ethelin, um, the newest Cardinal. Um, he so it's all offensive lineman day, as far as uh, players go. Um, and then uh, ninety eight seven FM Arizona Sports, uh, the Arizona Sports YouTube. I I pulled something uh from there. I've been getting a lot from them, you know. Um, I don't like how they d- done my buddy Doug, so I, I try not to get a lot of their stuff. But you know, some some of the points they made is is uh, about the Diamondbacks and other different things have been on par with you know the the message I'm trying to convey. It. And I think that some of us, you know, you d- deserve to hear you know different opinions and and whatnot so um i got that from them and then uh a um uh a news article that i will also briefly read also from arizona sports but um other than that um uh, we'll get into everything cardinals uh up next on big sky sports talk Muya Burgers, Fries, Shakes, and Billings is the unofficial presenting sponsor of Big Sky Sports Talk. There are several Muya locations throughout the United States and a couple of locations internationally. Let's start out with the food. The burgers are fantastic. They have burgers for every lifestyle, vegan, keto, low-calorie, as well as gluten-free. My personal favorite is the Cheddar Bacon Barbecue Burger. Their fries are always fresh, and don't forget about the Muya sauce. You can get a shake to go along with it. Though the food is good, I always leave satisfied, but their customer service is at the top. Rico, he's the general manager of Muya Billings. 
He and his staff are top-notch. They are located at 2695 King Avenue West in Billings, Montana. So go see my guy Rico. He'll hook you up and tell him I sent you. Muya Billings, the unofficial presenting sponsor of Big Sky Sports Talk. So apparently uh, before uh, training camp, um, Buda Baker was, um, you know, compensated. Did he, He's, you know, asked for the trade um, because his team is tanking. Um, and then, uh, but he also asked for a contract e- extension. And, you know, part of the trade was because of the contract extension that he was asking for and didn't look like he was going to get. Well, he still didn't get it. But um, he did get himself um, somewhat of a raise. Um, They threw in, uh, let's see here. um, I know it's uh, a a couple hundred thousand in uh, incentives for this upcoming year. Um, And then let's see what else it is. So... Um, Arizona Cardinals have yet to extend Buda Baker's contract beyond the non-guaranteed 2024 season. Um, but according to NFL's Ian Rappaport, the team did show appreciation to the safety by giving him a raise before appearance at uh, training camp Wednesday. Received a uh, 2.4 million in bonuses and 300 thousand dollar signing bonus um so uh in april he reportedly gave the cardinals two option options give him a deal and make him the highest paid safety or trade him um which he did not get uh either but that he did get you know some that 2.4 and the uh, 300 million or three hundred thousand, excuse me, in in other uh, signing bonuses in in other in- incentives. So, you know, um, I, I th- don't think I've ever heard or seen that happen, but that's already a, a big deal. Um, and you know, I'm totally with Buddha on this. Hey, you guys are not willing to compete, uh, so I want to go somewhere that can. And if you're going to have me. Risk, you know, when I say risk, I don't like to use risk because, they're, you know, they're football players, but go out on the line in a, a very physical sport and, and possibly get injured like I did last year, then I want more money for that because you're basically, we're going to stink, and but I, it doesn't mean that I'm going to um, pull back some reins and play any less hard because you guys want to stink. I want more money. So what? Whatever he he has, you know, he, he understands the, the 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 business aspect. Um, trade doesn't really bother me because you know I'm on inside of that. You know, hey, they stink. The the um, asking for a contract doesn't really bother me. What would have what would have bothered me? is that uh, if he decided to hold out or do a hold in, because to me, you you knew um, 
well, you didn't know that the Cardinals were going to stink, but you you go into it um, knowing some, possibly some of the dysfunction because you're you're in it. You sign the extension anyway, and you know it's a contract. Your 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 word should be your bond, and so I always have a problem um, with players doing that. You know, a lot of players and a lot of fans say, well, they have the right to do that, da 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 um, I'm not one of those, but I'm glad that it happened like that, and I think it's a huge deal. And um, uh, Dan, Bickle, Dan Bickley of 98.7 FM Arizona Sports had his uh, opinion on it during his uh, blast as well. Bickley and Marana. Bickley and Marana Arizona Sports. The local sports leader, Bigly Blast. Of the four most popular sports franchises in the Valley, you are going to find three new head coaches, and each of them has a different task. Frank Vogel has to win a championship. Kenny Dillingham needs to recruit players and donors. And J.G., Jonathan Gannon, well, he has got the easiest and the hardest job of all. He must install a new culture while the general manager tears down and rebuilds the house. In other words, Gannon has to present a winning plan that is so compelling and engaging, it keeps the 2023 Cardinals on the hook and engaged and motivated through what might be a season full of lopsided losses. This is not going to be easy, but the good news is Gannon already has his first victory. Buda Baker gave the new head coach something of of a gift, choosing not to engage in any kind of a hold-in, and that's important because Baker on the side Sidelines would have been a colossal distraction, maybe even bringing Gannon into the fray, maybe even requiring the head coach to discipline the player, maybe even take away his captaincy. Instead, Baker is here and smiling, and the Gannon era is off to a great start. Now his job is to keep it that way, no matter what this team might look like in the standings. So, um, you know, that that's solid opinion and thought that you know hey it's not a, like a win on a win loss but it it is a metaphorical win or a you say off season win a team win a whatever you want to call it and it's definitely a win um not you know I don't know how much that is uh Jonathan Cannon I think some you know money talks and so um the money is is the reason for the win but you know, I think some part of that is, you know, Buddha is happy with the with the hire and happy with the accountability and the leadership that Jonathan Gannon uh, brings. And uh, otherwise, you know, no, uh, sometimes if you're coaching, your the leadership is that bad. Um, you, no amount of money really makes a difference because you're absolutely miserable. So I think he has a little bit of part of it. Um, JG, what do you what do you think about all this? Pretty, it was, it was, they were going yesterday pretty good. But yeah, I think uh, I'm excited to have the fans here. Um, that's always uh, fun and it's a little more game like. So uh, excited for our guys to get in front of the fans and they've been great since we've been here. And uh, hopefully we give them some good plays to watch. You guys get through yesterday on the skates? We did. Yep. Were you pleased with yesterday's effort? I was. Yeah, absolutely. Today will be a little faster. 
just to honestly that uh, the effort and enthusiasm of guys out there working to get better. You know, I think that anyone would appreciate that when they watch anybody uh, working their craft is, you know, effort and enthusiasm. So that's what they'll see today. Jonathan, when Buddha's out on the field, do you notice anything different? Does anything change when he's out there? Yeah, three's a really good player. That's what I notice, you know, helps the defense. Though, but is he the epitome of that effort and enthusiasm? Yeah, he is. He is. He, um, I mean, he just he plays the game, in my opinion, how the game should be played. And uh, it's easy to point out um, to other people that type of effort and enthusiasm when you turn on the tape. And that's how he's always been since the first time I studied him coming out of Washington. So um, glad we have him. Do you get like a special kind of? I don't know if joy is the right word, but watching him play just because you were a safety, I believe back in the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My safety style is a lot different than his safety style, let me tell you that. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, I, I cut my teeth coaching the secondary, you know what I mean? You just appreciate good good players. And and what's cool about it is, is I think good players come in, you know, all shapes and sizes and different play styles and how, and it's kind of like when you say, well, who does this guy remind you of or who's the best guys you've been around? You know, how does he fit into those guys? This guy, he's just a unique player. He's got a unique skill set and um, he does some really good things. But uh, there's a couple guys, I'm, I don't compare people, but there's a couple guys that have been, um, you know, the cream of the crop that he does remind me of. But, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a joy to see any of our guys, when you turn on the tape, play with effort and enthusiasm, make plays and have fun and, you know, talk a little noise to the other side. It's, it's good to see that. Can you tell us how comfortable you are in hanging your running game hat on that guy? 100%. 100%. After playing him multiple times and the type of player that he is, um, you know, just with his combination of quickness and power and speed and vision. Um, I'm excited to watch him get behind this O-line and, and cram the ball, you know, vertical. With, uh, with, the, with the, the news of Buddha's contract today, do you, do you feel glad that that kind of storyline goes away now? What storyline, you know, Darren? Yeah, I'm glad that Buddha's out here and, and he's going to help us win games. I don't think he's saying that to be totally dismissive or act like there was never a, a storyline, but, you know, clearly he's just like, all right, fine. You know, he's here. It's over. Don't want to talk about it. It's not a big deal. Um, and maybe he felt like his confidence, uh, it wasn't going to be a, a problem at all. And obviously being within the organization, you know, you probably want to answer that uh, that way, but you kind of have to deflect until it's fully resolved. But, um, it's just, I think it's still part of the no nonsense of Jonathan Gannon and, and it, you know, um, he's, he's not really been under the, the tree of Bill Belichick, but you know, he's, there's been some, some other coaches he's been around from that Bill Belichick and tree. And, you know, one thing that bill hates is distractions he loathes distractions and um for you can tell with jg any outside distraction he just doesn't focus on it doesn't want to focus on it tries not to allow anybody else to focus on it um 
and, and not to be uh, to ignore it, but just to be um, uh, just to kind of be, uh, hey, this is what we are focusing on. Um, and uh, so I, I, I kind of like it. Part of me is like, you know, kind of want to rip them for it. To be honest, it's like, well, you know, clearly it was an issue, but um, <laughs> it's it's the way he controls the room. You know, I hadn't, I knew that that quote was coming up, and that's kind of why I said what what I said. I thought it was going to be one of the first ones. I hadn't listened to this whole whole deal. But I'd be very surprised if anybody ha- has a, a follow-up. But if, if they do, they're going to get the uh, very same short, direct-to-the-point answer. In your short time working with Buddha, have you been able to sense that, that effort and enthusiasm that's so obvious is infectious to his teammates? Yeah, I think, you know, I think that uh, first and foremost, you know, when you turn on a tape, everyone is watching that tape who stands out, you know? Uh, I think Jeff Rogers said it best in his special teams meeting. You know, he's looking for guys when you turn on a tape. It's like, who the is that guy, you know? And uh, obviously everyone knows who number three is, but those type of plays show up, you know, pretty consistently on a tape for him. So, yeah, but, you know, it's not just Buddha now. We have to all play like that, you know, if we're going to have a chance to win. So uh, that's what we're trying to get done right now. With the retention yesterday with the guys. I was, yeah. God help us. Remember, we line up, you know, play one. We don't know what we're doing. Yeah, um, I thought it was really good. I thought uh, for the amount of plays that we had, how the how we decided to structure the installs, a little bit different for these guys. Um, and uh, I was I was actually very pleased. But we got to you know keep compounding on that and make sure that when new things go in. We don't, you know, you don't see the errors and the mistakes go up. So I uh, really like their after. I thought the team meeting last night, I said, I like where we're at day one. We got better. That's what we're looking to do. You said um, in non-padded practices, you still have to find a way to get better. Yeah. I'm curious, is that almost all mental at this point, or are there physical places no. you can get better? Oh, 100%. There's physical places you can get better. I mean, you know, even, I mean, we're, we're, you know, fast today, but even when you're not in full pads, like technique, fundamentals, eye discipline, what your body's supposed to do, how you're breathing out there, like that all matters. So you have to train those skills to be a really good player. So every, every second that we are in meeting rooms, on the grass, practicing in a walkthrough, I mean, they count. Yesterday. I think they all did a pretty good job, you know, with, with how Drew wanted them to operate. I, I'm looking forward to keep watching those guys play. They all did a good job. There's so much competition on the O-line. You know, are you also looking for guys to stand out as, because that's obviously, it's physical, but it's also mental too, guys yeah. to stand out as leaders? I know it's early, but what are you seeing even maybe from young guys like Paris? Yeah, you know? I mean, you know, he stepped in there yesterday and did a good job. And then I sat in the meeting room with him uh, last night and uh, has some things to clean up, like everybody. You know what I mean? There's some mistakes that are that are being made that some you get away with, some you don't, you know. But I think just as a continual improvement from each individual and then collectively as a unit. Um, but you really see when you sit in an O-line meeting, I mean, it is another planet. 
I mean, they literally play a completely different game than everybody else is playing. So you just have an appreciation for what's going on and how fast things are moving and the technique and fundamentals and different calls and the, the mental part of their game, I think, probably goes overlooked at times. And it should not go overlooked because they got a lot going on. Coach, is that one thing that was kind of on your list? Like, I got to get in that O-line meeting just to see how Yeah, I, I, uh, I selectively go to certain meetings. Um, I, I think uh, I'm still kind of figuring out my, my uh, cadence, you know, in the morning, in the afternoon. Um, but uh, I wanted to make sure I was in that room yesterday because of what we had going in today. Yeah, he's, I mean, class act. Uh, competitive, even though he gives you guys that big smile and uh, he kind of jokes around and that kind of stuff. When he straps it on and goes in between the white lines, you don't really want to see him. So I'm glad we have him. He's, you know, obviously been a really good player for a long time. And, um, you know, he's one of our leaders. I would say he sets the tone by he does everything right on a consistent basis with great, great effort. So it's, you know, it's kind of like what we're talking about with Buddha. It's not hard to watch, to turn on a tape and see the type of effort and enthusiasm, enthusiasm that he plays with. When it comes to rookies, what would you encourage your veterans and even some of your coaches teach them about the road that lies ahead? Yeah, I, th I, I think with our rookies, it's you have to be able to use all the resources available that you can to get better. And... Um, you know, so that's up to them, and that's we got some vets that look after some guys, but and but everybody's a little bit different. You know, that some guys like to follow around, follow around one guy. Some guys like to kind of pick and choose different spots. You know what I mean? Some guys are to themselves and kind of have it figured out for at the point that they are right now what works for them. So, um, you know, we facilitate some of that, but a lot of that a lot of that is trial and error and individualized. So. Um, I know this, the football character of our rookie class is very, very high. And um, I think that'll help them in the long run. It'll help our team. Yeah, that honestly, I think it resonates more when it comes from the players. Um, and they do that. So I'm glad for that. You have a couple of rookies on that defensive line. What do you want to see from that unit that throughout training camp you could say that they're improving? Yeah, almost every unit is, you know, you want to play with great technique. You don't want to make mental mistakes. You want to play with great effort. And it's a production-based business. So when you get a one-on-one, -on -one, you got to produce. How tough is it when you have guys that you just signed, even veterans like Swain or Elfline, yeah. for them to get up to speed? With yeah. Them? When I broke down the team, that's a great question. When I broke down the team, I thought they did an excellent job because I'm looking up and Swaim's in there, I mean, you know, playing, you know what I mean? And Drew had a, a lot of stuff up by design. Um, you know, it's it's a challenge to always kind of put it in their verbiage and our verbiage and get lined up, obviously, and know what the calls are being made and all that stuff. But you you can tell Jeff played a lot of football because it was like he's been here since we got here, honestly. And then... You know, Caden and Davion did a really good job. I thought they got, they were in there taking reps. And uh, so I was really pleased. And it's, it's a good job by the position coaches to get them caught up, you know, because it wasn't just, hey, here's your two meetings. Good luck out there. Godspeed. You know what I mean? So they were, they met some extra with them. What's, what's 
What's the biggest adjustment for you going from being in charge of a specific unit to now being in charge of the whole team? I think, honestly, just having a little more awareness of everything that's going on. You know what I mean? So it's like uh, vision here to vision here, you know? And um, But I think that, you know, defining people's roles around me helps me with that because, you know, I listen to people and they're doing a good job of making sure that I have that type of vision. So uh, I'm excited about that. A little longer because I went a little longer today. I said, I swear we're going to get out of here a little bit earlier, you know, because they, you know, I got one coach looking at me. Uh, I got a player coming in, like I got to get out of here, you know what I mean? So um, I was a little long-winded this morning, but it's, it's, we'll get covered what we need to get covered. Yeah, the entire thing. The entire thing. All right, that's everything uh, he had to say. Um, we will um, uh, go to uh, DJ Humphreys um, here uh, next, actually. Um, let's see. I had it queued up, but I I went to the wrong page. Um, anyway, uh, let's listen in on what how DJ's doing now that training camp is underway. Yeah, yeah, it feels really good. It feels good to, especially for me personally, it feels good just to be back with the group, getting to run around a little bit. It feels good. 100% physically? Yeah, yeah, 100% physically. Long time coming. <laughs> Did it feel like a long time, DJ? Or definitely, definitely. I mean, it, does, it doesn't matter if it was two weeks, three weeks. It feels like a long time. When you're used to doing something in – in a pattern with your guys, and you got to watch them do it. It, it no matter how long it is, it feel long. Even if it's one game, two games, it feel like forever. When we coach said earlier, you kind of set the example on the old line. Um, I guess is that a point of pride for you to, to be that guy? Definitely, definitely. I think especially just, you know, how far it, it didn't come. You know, being able to actually even be that reference, I take it very seriously, trying to make sure that I'm always on my P's and Q's from young guys because I, I know they're there. They're watching in some shape, form, or fashion. Even the guys that are, you know what I mean, middle of the pack age-wise, I know they're still watching, so I just making sure I set that tempo in every phase, just doing everything right. Being that example is, is big for me because it, hold, it makes me hold myself to that standard always because I know that there's a level of expectation from me. Uh, he, he actually, it, it's a big deal that DJ – is being called out in a good way like that. And not that he would be called out in a bad way. With the exception of his rookie year, he, his rookie year, he was given the, um, the nickname Knee Deep. And that was, um, that was a nickname that, um, um, oh gosh, why am I struggling? Because uh, he was a part of that 2015 draft class, the head coach was, um, gosh, um, Bruce Arians. BA called him knee deep, and it wasn't, um, a, a obviously a good thing. But he said, he said that uh, his nickname was knee deep because, um, <laughs> sometimes, uh, if uh. Uh, uh, DJ didn't didn't get something right or or whatever that uh, 
his uh, BA's foot would be knee deep in um in DJ's uh backside so to speak so that he would you know kick his butt that hard say <laughs> you know so um that's why he, so he goes from being called knee deep to a leader to one of the the guys that the team looks to to lead not you know just on offensive room or the o-line room but uh, as part of the team and that you know that is huge and you know dj has come a long way you know you hear it in in his response and his uh as as a, a dad has also made a big difference um and just it's forced him to to mature um and he's still so young but um it you can definitely hear it so uh that's that's a big difference considering what you went through as a rookie how important is it for you to give back and teach the rookies every year how to avoid the pratfalls how to avoid this that Stay on the road to get to where you are now. Yeah, I think that's the main thing. Like that's 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 the biggest part about it is 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 knowing what that felt like and knowing what that realization feel like when you you figure out that you're not doing it right and your your does think that's you know what I mean that's that's a big deal. So just make sure I'm able to be there for those guys and kind of guide them through that. Whether they're reacting like I would have reacted in 2015 or they're uh, way ahead of the curve where I would have been, always just kind of being there, being that that voice of reason for them to kind of. Yeah, everybody. I don't. I never. That's one thing I never act like didn't happen. I make sure that's the first thing you know about me because I, most people meet me now and they think like, man, you've always had this figured out. I say, no, bro, this is a long time coming. This is. I'm still figuring it out every day. I'm still taking that that mentality to every day, trying to make sure that don't that version of myself is is always buried down there. You know what I mean? So it's, it's making sure I can keep showing the young guys, every, even guys like I said, that's, that could be a little bit older, but they're going through a rough patch or something like that. Being able to be that voice of reason is that's that's big for me. Were you 100% healthy? Were you 100% healthy this summer, like OTs, minicamp, or that that happened since like during the break? Um, pretty much like right. Honestly, I couldn't even tell you to be honest. I, I would say this is the first time I've taken live reps and I and I don't feel any pain. You know what I mean? So that's I'm I'm healthy. You know what I mean? So like the other stuff running around on the side. Mm -hmm. You can feel healthy all you want to, but if you ain't sitting on the bull rush, you're not healthy. You don't know if you're healthy until you feel that first bull rush for real. So, yeah, that definitely. I know now for sure. <laughs> Any differences between this year's camp and, and what you've gone through in the past? Um, I think just me personally kind of knowing what to expect from training camp. You know what I mean? Just that, that kind of, as you get older, you kind of know what the variants are in, in a training camp and knowing what they expect and knowing where to be and how things are going to go, how much time you actually have the time to do stuff like that. So I think that's that's the main thing, honestly, with the, with the, the, as the camps go on, that's probably the biggest thing. DJ, what, uh, what should the expectation be for this team? I don't know. I don't know. I, I'll tell you, we've been in practice for two days, so I can't give you any expectations for the team, just being honest with you. I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, smoke. I just not, that's just not my, my style, you know what I mean? But I know that I know that I feel super healthy running around out there, and it feels good to, like, be running around full speed and not worrying about nothing, not worrying about stepping the wrong way and moving any worried about how I'm going to feel after this step and waiting to see, did it, does that hurt? So I know that that's, that's what I expect from myself for sure. You, you mentioned Were you worried when your back was hurt? Were you worried that, Oh crap! This could be super serious. Uh, it was serious. I knew that. You know what I mean? I knew that it was serious. Ending, though, maybe? 
No, 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 no. After I hurt my knee, I'm not afraid of anything that goes on in this league. You know what I mean? I, I tore my knee up. I literally watched my leg point one other way and pop it back in place myself and, and have the surgery and come back from that. So ever since then, there's no, there's nothing that this game can, can do to me to, to take me off this field. You know what I mean? It is what it is. You get hurt, you healthy, you get healthy, you can start playing football again. So that, that really, never once did it was that. It was more so just how long are we going to have to rehab this thing? What's the process? You know what I mean? Let's get on it because I ain't trying to waste no time. I'm trying to be ready for whenever I can be. You mentioned 2015. Do you, do you find it hard to believe this your ninth camp? Uh, boy, it has been a long time coming. I can't believe Honestly, if you'd have told me in 2015 that I was going to see nine camps, I'd have laughed at you probably. <laughs> I probably would have laughed at you. So, no, it's, it's definitely wild to to even be here. I, I, one of my young guys the other day, I posted a picture, and I said it was it was year nine for me. He was like, bro, you've been in the league nine years? I thought this was like year five for you or something. And I said, like, yeah, man. I'm glad that I'm selling the young like that. We keep on selling the young. Like, you just keep thinking it's year five, man. I'll keep doing my thing. <laughs> Hopefully we look up, it'll be year 15. They'll be thinking I'm in year nine or something like that, maybe. What can you guys do to change outside perceptions of this team? We don't give a f about outside perceptions of this team. Honestly, I know I don't, especially. Huh? Start from within. You guys yeah. change it who you are. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't even. That's never been my personality. DJ Humphreys is my dad, so I never really gave a f about anything that anybody else had to say about outside. So that's never, you know, what I mean, that's never been a part of my DNA at all. Say, oh, there has been a culture shift here. Oh, definitely, definitely. It's been a, it's been a culture shock. It ain't even been a sh no gradual shift. It's shock. Either get with it or get gone. Huh? JG. Yeah, that's it. You know, you know, you met him. That's that's you. You know, you're gonna. It's either you're gonna be like that or you're gonna go home. It's that simple. It's, that's that's really the mentality. Yeah, that's the mentality of it. So it's it makes it easy, and especially when you got older guys like me, all the Buddha, all those guys that's buying into the system. It's it's you know, what I mean, you got when when you have your leaders that are falling into that mode. There's nobody that's behind you that's gonna be that's gonna buck the system when they see guys like me, guys like K1 Buddha that that are falling into place and doing everything right. They're gonna they're gonna do the same thing. Seen JG not go full speed, like even in practice, he moves. Everywhere. No, no, I've never even seen JG not talk full speed. Like it's it's all one. That's just that's who he is. It's not like a persona. It's not like one of those like I'm gonna sell this to the media. That's like that's who he is for real. And it's, that's that's it's refreshing for me, and it's it's good to be around because you know that what what that that bleeds over. That's something that's infectious to everybody that's around. You know. You guys look like you thought he was over here, and all of a sudden he's in the No, no, you're gonna, you, you know he's coming. You know he's coming. <laughs> concepts that are kind of foreign. I know it's only day two. It's probably hard to pin nah. offensive identity. But I mean, is it gonna be? You know, we're we're as media still trying to figure some of that out too. Just gonna be watching. You know. It's only so many ways you can block power and zone and stuff like that. It's just different names for it, you know what I mean? Finding how what we call it here versus what it's been called. But all that is, it's, you know, that's, I just blocked it in. I try to keep it as simple as possible. When I got to block somebody else, those are the ones that are, you know, <laughs> that's, when the, that's when the mentality shifts. But no, nah, I try to keep, that's really, I try to keep it as simple as possible because that's, that's really what it is. It's, it's, it's football and, and when it gets to a certain sense, it's still football, it's still Zone. It's still power. It's still counter. It's just we call it this versus what you've called it for the last nine years. You know, so it's it's definitely. Say you'd like to hang your head. I mean, again, the last few years it's been a lot more about the passing game, and everyone says, and you know, everyone talks a good game about wanting to run the ball. But as an O lineman, what what can, what's the benefit of being a team that can do that? Can run the ball. Keep teams honest. If teams know you can run the ball, they can't just drop eight. 
and, and sit on all the routes, you know what I mean? If they have to really respect the run, especially when you got a bat like James Conner and the guys that we got behind him, when you actually use that horse, you got to really – you can't just leave James with a, with a six box. It's just not real life. You think you're going to do that, he's going to have 200 yards. You know what I mean? So it's like – you have to play. Teams have to play us honest. And when you have a true run game, you can be that. You can be that way. Your whole offense opens up then because certain things look like run, and then you're dropping it over the head. Or now we're in the drop back, and they're exhausted because you just ran the ball at them eight times and they can't pass rush. So it's it's one of those things that keeps defenses honest. You mentioned Buddha. How good is it to have him out there? Ever. Oh my goodness. Buddha's one of those guys that like give me juice. Like he's one of the, like just seeing him be himself makes me like elevate, elevate. You know, because you wanna, you have to. You can't watch a guy like that on the field and then not go out and try to play to that level or be or, or one up him. That's the mentality that when you're a competitor, you see somebody like that going out on your team that's playing so hard and playing so detailed and so keyed in. It's like I have to do this. This is the example on I get to watch him do this. I can't turn around and then go out there and lollygag. It's one of those things. He, he sets a fire into me. Definitely, just seeing him in the morning, I know what type of day it's going to be. You mentioned this is your your ninth camp. This is also your third head coach. Can you just tell us the, the differences between PA and player? Oh, they're all different, you know. They're all, they're all different personalities. I don't really do the whole, you know, you know how I feel about the first head coach. Cliff's, Cliff's my guy still, you know what I mean? But, but it, like I said, they're all different. DJ, what's the key to adapting uh, your style of play, depending on who's playing quarterback back there? You don't. You don't. When you play tackle, there's no, I can't adapt to, I got to block this dude that everyone thinks is all world. So I can't really worry about what's going on back there at all, actually. I just got to keep him from getting back there, really. That's really my mentality, how, how I go about it, honestly. I know it's early, but any early glimpses about what Zayden can do? Honestly, ahead. no. I haven't gotten – I got maybe, like, two reps against him, and, like, he's been dropping and, like, dropping and stuff like that. So I haven't really gotten any a chance to get him. But I know Zayden is so physically gifted. Him playing that spot is like, he's going to do fine. He's going to – he's so twitchy and so athletic. And on top of it, he's – Country strong dude, like that's it. it really translates. The kid feels like he's been throwing hell, bay hell. I mean, uh, bells of hay his whole life. Like that's that's really what he looks like. You know what I mean? So it's like that. That's not that's an easy translation for him because you see him back there at the mic. He's like, yo, this dude's like a 2008 old school linebacker, six five, <laughs> two fifty linebacker. Now you put him on the edge, and it's like this is a day, this today's age pass rusher. So it, it works. I think it's gonna work really well for him. I think he's gonna thrive. Did you ever challenge him to come after you a little bit like, instead of dropping? I don't have to. Honestly, I don't have to. Because Zayvon ain't ducking no smoke at all. I know that for certain. If he's dropping the coverage, he's, he's handling his responsibility. So he, he ain't running from me at all. I know that. <laughs> DJ, what kind of uh, difficult coffee orders are you giving Paris as part of his rookie duties? Are you guys kind of razzing him a little bit as he goes to his first camp? You know, I've been. it's more so been the orders for, like, the snacks that we want in the room. You know, I've been hitting him, like, old school, like, nostalgia stuff to just see if he can find it and just kind of watch him scramble and look for it and get a good tickle because he's very cool and calm. So it's like sometimes you'll ask him to get something. He's like, what, what is that? And he, he'll figure it out eventually. He's like, oh, okay, I see you, man. Good good job. I don't. I didn't really want it, but I, thanks for you going to get it. Thanks. Yeah. I think I'm going to send him on the Cheerwine scavenger hunt. They don't even make Cheerwine on the West Coast, so I'm going to see how see if he can figure it out. I think yeah, that'll be the next one for sure. I had him getting a lot of sour straws. For me lately, but it's like a specific flavor that I want, and it's like you gotta look for it to find it. And he's found, he found a whole box of them, so I'm like, all right, this kid is all right. I see where you're going with this. So we gotta elevate the cheer wine now. It's time to go. <laughs> uh, cheer wine, uh, cheer wine. Um, it's it's an interesting uh, drink. It's kind of like um, 
it's like the color is like the packaging kind of like a dr pepper um um let's see cheer wine let me look it up and um so it's like i said it, it's the the packaging of like a uh uh or the coloring of dr pepper and like a coke but cheer wine it, and this is according to wikipedia just kind of get is a cherry flavored soft drink um by carolina beverage company corporation of salisbury uh north carolina um it's a uh, it's just a like a sweeter uh uh taste um and uh yeah like you know there's not much else to it but yeah it's it's it is definitely not on the west coast it's a, an east coast uh kind of deal um for those that that, that don't know my uh, my bama fan friends that li- li- listen they they should know what cheer wine is but i know i have i have listeners i say this all the time i have listeners all over the the world according to my stats if 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 they're accurate um but uh feel free uh shameless plug for, for my um my um social media or or email as i normally do you'll hear them again at the end um but uh, big sky sports talk at gmail.com and um at big sky sports talk for facebook instagram uh tiktok and youtube um let me know if you've had cheer wine first off um do you uh do you uh have you heard of cheer wine and uh do you like it you know what uh you know so just give me all the cheer wine inf- information and y- y- you know you'll uh, uh just let me know what what you think um the other thing about DJ is that you you heard him talk about differences camp differences in in you know um head coach and and stuff like that it's just so refreshing to hear some of the comments that we've been hearing that you know you heard Darren Urban trying to pull out of them you know what's what's been what's been different what do you you know what do you like and you know he keeps on saying that everybody keeps on talking about the accountability and and the structure and and the the culture shift a culture shock as he said not just a shift but just like an absolute shock it's a complete 180 from what cliff was doing it is as a fan and as someone that does his best to cover this team it is absolutely refreshing and i hope you feel the same i hope you feel the same um we talked uh, they talked a little about paris um dj did and the media's talked about him and being the rookie um let's uh hear and um so uh coach and um dj um well coach was before practice dj was after practice at the podium and then paris well paris um this is at his locker um in in uh so after after practice so that's they just kind of get some context of what's going on um, just learning against the guys like him and um i think you know he had some uh, good plays today i had some plays against him today but i think and we talked after just to learn from each other 
and um, to take it into tomorrow, you know what I mean? That momentum in tomorrow to watch the film and uh, see what I did well and see the things I can adjust. What's maybe the biggest thing that's stood out to you from the first two days of camp? Maybe anything that surprised you, maybe? Um, I don't think anything has been a surprise. I just think it's been, um, so far, practices, and this team is everything I, I talk to God about the daily, you know? So I feel like this is kind of what I've expected and prepared. And, you know, it was day two, so maybe if you ask a couple of days, I'm going to give you a whole different answer. But right now, you know, it's been what I expected. I've enjoyed it. How hard is it to play offensive line in shorts and a helmet? I mean, I'm sure you guys are anxious after all the offseason to put some pads on. Oh, yeah. I mean, I feel like today you kind of have to bring the same intensity um, without the shorts. I mean, without the shoulder pads on. But, I mean, I kind of like the shorts. Pretty comfortable when I'm on playing in these. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, I mean, you kind of have to play like you don't have it. But um, because when you put it on, it just makes it that much easier. You know, so I can't wait. Stuff gets real, though, when you throw it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's different. The, the well, double teams with Will get a lot more uh, fun when, 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 when the pads get on, you know. Running with the first team. I know only a couple days into training camp, but at what point do you start thinking this is a good chance of me being in the starting lineup? Yeah, I mean, I feel like my, my mindset is just to be my, my best self, and I just want to be a great addition to the team. And um, I feel like I feel like the goal of this season, this preseason, is just to prepare the best five, and I want to compete. And then um, I pray. Uh, that, that hopefully that I could take a fall within the best five so I can be an uh, asset to the unit. Paris Beach was telling us the refrigerator. <laughs> he told you guys that? <laughs> Did he tell you that we have like six more Amazon boxes on the on the way? We spent $800 um, on Amazon, on snacks. Clearly Canadian, the bubbly. They want straight sparkling water. Yeah, they're fancy. We're, we're, yeah, I'll, I'll give you the request next time I have my phone on me. Tell you exactly what they ordered. Oh no! Oh no! No, they're um, you know they want everything imported. They want everything made fresh. Me and John gotta make little sandwiches in the back, cut them into triangles, cut the crust. You know what I mean? But it's it's, it's part of the job. It's it's, it's fun. Some so there's some moments where it's like, all right, really again. But at the end of the day, it's like you think everybody else knows locker room how to do it too. So when you think about it like that, just being grateful, being an NFL, you think about it, it's kind of fun. You know, sometimes what hump. I ran have to take his helmet in, even though we're going to the same place at the same time. But it's 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 funny, you know. He was one of the first to greet you. How's that relationship been since you know from the jump when you got here to is he kind of showing you the ropes? You know, all the all kidding aside with getting snacks and whatnot. Yeah. The, the football part has he been uh, someone good to lean on? Oh yeah, since the first day. Since the first day. Since the first day I came in and he talked. He talked to me and then I mean, I, when he texted me the, the night of the draft where you have where I even had his number saved. The, um, so when we first. Got out to practice together um, when I first came for the, the mini camp and all that, and just showing me different things I could do with my stance, do with my steps, do things to load my power, my hands, just all that stuff. The, the wealth of knowledge he's willing to share with me as a vet is incredible, you know, because you know you hear a lot in college that a lot of vets don't really like to help the, um, the younger guys, but his thing is like the second the knowledge comes to him, he wants to pass it on to me and John, you know. So I think that's special to have a vet like that. Did he let you in on, you know, in, in 2015 when he was a rookie? He really didn't have that guy. So maybe he's trying to be the guy that he never had. So. Right. I mean, I don't want to talk for him or his past experiences. But um, but um, I think that, again, like I said, I, I've heard that stuff like that has existed. Not just, I'm not saying like here, but in general in the NFL, you know, like Willie Anderson, you know, when I, he's my trainer, he's told me a lot himself, like, when you get in the league, 
no one's going to help you because they want to play over you. But when I came to DJ, DJ was like, yeah, bro, I got you. Like, this is I'm like, oh, we're a team, and I want you to learn the things that um, as a rookie I would have loved to hear or I would have, you know, to learn that faster. So I think him just helping me out was great. When it comes to the uh, snacks, what's the toughest game? Um, oh, wow. So the toughest one, we had to get in the middle of our day. There are OTAs. Yeah, I'm talking about you, Beach. <laughs> <laughs> we had to go to Starbucks, and we had a, a rental car, and I think we rode with John's rental car, and he didn't get the little rental insurance or whatever. So we were worried about trying to damage the seats because we had to get, like, 22 Starbucks drinks, all individually thing. And we had to sit it in the back seat, and then I, had to, he had to, I told him to drive slow, turn slow. I'm holding it all in the back seat because if they would have spilled everywhere, that would have drained the rest of our day. <laughs> So that was quite a trip to spend our little, our, the break in the middle of our day at Starbucks. Most stressful Starbucks run ever. Yeah. yeah. Hey. your first taste of the fans getting to interact with Yeah, yeah, it was really cool. Um, I think especially the, the little kids, you know, I remember I told this to my mom the other day, my first training camp I went to, I went to the Bengals when I was a kid with T.O., Chad Johnson, I was too nervous to ask them for an autograph, but these kids were not nervous at all, which was kind of cool to see, because I knew back then I would have been in the back, like, I want something, but these guys just worked, I'm not trying to bother them, but, so I think for that, I want to do that for the kids, especially for the kids who are just holding something out, but not saying anything, make sure I sign all that, because I wish they would have, like, seen me in a corner, I'm five foot whatever, four foot whatever, like, I'll get you out real quick, you know? Well, now you're I mean, I think, Regardless, when I look at the playbook, it's more so I just want to learn the whole system. I want to learn the whole concept. So regardless of where I'm needed, um, any day of camp, I'm able to take the time um, to be able to adjust whether I'm moving from right to left, from outside to inside, regardless, you know. Um, I feel like right now I try to, to focus where my feet are at. So I feel like right now, at, um, right tackle I just want I, I want to focus on how I could be the best version of myself right here and then with doing that I also have to know what my guard's gonna do with my background playing guard um, it's really nice to know what he can and can't give you on a play so that way just knowing that that the nuance of the game kind of helps me be in the right position at the right time because I know a guard they have a lot of things in their mind so to know what he has um, helps me out so I'm learning about myself, and I'm also learning about what my partner has on the line. I feel like it gives me the flexibility to where all I have to do is flip the same knowledge to left tackle and left guard, you know what I mean? JG said he was in the O-line meeting, which is kind of foreign to him uh, as a defensive coach. But uh, what has he? can he impart some of wisdom from the defensive side to the offensive line in that meeting? Like, hey, here's what we might be trying to do against you. Yeah, I mean, we don't game plan our own team, you know. But I feel like in terms of the keys, the things that uh, with his, his – I mean, he was the best defensive coordinator in the, the country last year. So to have me as our head coach, if I'm going to sit in our meetings. And then when we have team meetings, and if he ever gets up and he wants to teach us about defense, it says something that him and the coach Drew – they want to, um, to teach us how to learn the defenses, too, you know what I mean? Because they both have a great wealth of knowledge, so I think that, that opportunity in itself is awesome. Um, it will be interesting to see you know, how that – there were some questions about the starting lineup for the offensive line and you know, where Paris fits. Um, I have, you know, I thought of what – 
uh, could and um, probably will happen. Um, but the question being, you know, can Paris make it? You know, he's not going to take DJ's spot at left, even though he was drafted at left. Um, I think he has a, a solid IQ, uh, talking about Paris, uh, and athleticism uh, to, to beat out um, uh, Kelvin Beecham. But because of Kelvin Beecham's um, experience, uh, it'll be, it'll be hard to say. I, I think, um, I think they will initially go with Kelvin, um, because of the experience and, and, uh, and whatnot. Uh, but if they, you know, if it seems like Kelvin's not getting the job done, they, they might go, uh, to, um, Paris Johnson, um, However, it, it you know they might just go Paris Johnson the whole way because, um, yeah, especially if if he, he beats him out because you know JG's you know and and the culture is like hey, I the I don't care what who you know how much you're making or where you get what position you got drafted or what you're doing, you know you if you're the better than the other guy you're gonna be out there. And so I think Paris can. I, I don't know if he will. I think, you know, the learning curve from college to the NFL might uh, knock, knock him down a peg. And obviously you heard him talking about, you know, right guard or um, uh, right and left guard and as well as uh, right tackles is some of the things that he's uh, working on. So um, there, there, there's that. Uh, I think there, you know, there's a concerted effort to kind of, you know, cut his teeth on on all of that, um, and so that way he will, um, can be on the line because uh, I think I think they, you know, kind of want him there, and he, you know, it does seem like he might be one of the better players anyway. The offensive line is is not going to be super great um they haven't spent a whole lot of money in that area um and so there's a lot of questions about it um and including you know one of their newer additions um um pat f line it's f ling or f line i'm not sure um that he's a brand new cardinal, um, and uh, he spoke to the media in front of his locker as well. It's about how it came to be, and you know, he become an Arizona Cardinal. Was it on your radar for a while? Um, yeah, this is, this is a great place, great organization, um, and yeah, it just happened to uh, to work out. You know how it, you know, I had a couple injuries last year and recovered from those, and uh, yeah, I'm really glad to be here. Super excited to be a part of this organization and. Uh, was what a great place, great opportunity. How do you assess the fit? Did you? Um, yeah, I mean, this is yeah, this is just a great place. Uh, you know, a young, hungry staff, great O line room, and um, yeah, just a, a place I want to be. I've been uh, I've been out here training and rehabbing, so um, it just it worked out good. What were you dealing with last year? What sort of injuries? Um, had a hip and an ankle injury, 
from uh, I was with the Panthers, and yeah, now I'm, I'm rehabbed and feeling great. What sort of challenge is it to come in? You know, other guys had the offseason in this system, so what sort of challenge is that for you? Say that again? The other guys had the offseason in this system. I mean, it's oh, brand yeah. new for everyone, but yeah. they, they've had the whole offseason. Yeah. You're coming in, you know, first week of camp. What sort of challenge is that? Yeah, just learning the playbook, learning the terminology, processing that quickly. Um, yeah, so it's um, just learning, yeah, learning the playbook would probably be the, the biggest challenge right now. How's, it, how's the group? How's the offense? Oh, it's a great group. Great group of guys. Uh, a lot of fun. Uh, guys that are hungry, want to work hard, and want to win games. So it's awesome to, to be a part of that. What's your assessment of Jonathan Gannon so far? Oh, he's awesome. Yeah, love it. Yeah. Um, hungry. We want to win. So you can feel that. In terms of leaned on just yeah, so far so far this camp. Um, I say the whole offensive line room has been just awesome people. Um, DJ Humphreys, Beecham, Yelda, Dennis. I mean, I could go on about every single one of those guys. So they've all been great. So you started both center and guard over the years? Yes. So in terms of what you can bring, uh, I don't know, how valuable is that experience, you think, especially at center perhaps? Yeah, I think when you're an offensive lineman in the NFL, you have to be versatile because, I mean, how many do you take on game day? Like seven or eight. So you have to be able to play multiple. And um, I've, I've had... Uh, experience at all three interiors, so I think that's that's good for being an NFL lineman. When it comes to recognizing fronts and being the quarterback of the O line, you feel real comfortable, confident with that? Yeah, if I've uh, yeah, even yeah, whether it's center or guard, um, I think I'm pretty good at identifying fronts and and seeing um, yeah, whatever the defense is trying to give you. And we've got a really good defense here, you know, so it's um, it's great, great practice and a great place to be. What do you think you have to demonstrate to this staff? Um, well, if you you gotta be you know be able to play really good, be a good good player, uh, be able to run block well, pass block well, and know the system. So you gotta be able to demonstrate all that. You can kind of uh, hear why um, the Cardinals, you know, signed him. Well, well, one like said that the offensive line is. Not going to be super great, especially the interior, both guard and um, the center positions. Um, they're just kind of really signing and filling any it, it those those three positions any way they can, and so uh, versatility is clearly what they're looking for. And you know they have someone uh, that uh, is um, is that. Um, but that's everything Cardinals. The last thing I'm going to leave with um, is uh, yesterday, um, our yesterday's show, um, we ended with this and uh, Colorado um, inquiring about going back to the um, uh, Big 12, uh, having meetings. Well, it came out yesterday that um, that, uh, is going to be a thing that 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 it's happening. It's a, it is official, um, and it will they will be in the uh, Big Twelve um, in the 2024-2025 season. So at the end of the 2023, this current season, 2024 season, um, that you know they'll they'll be in the Big Twelve. Um, and here's a a clueless <laughs> statement. Um, kind of a ridiculous statement from the Pac-12. 
It says, uh, the Pac-12 is comprised of world-leading universities and athletic programs who share a commitment to developing the next generation of leaders, supporting student-athletes, um, academic and athletic excellence, uh, and broad-based athletic success. We remain committed to our shared values and continue to invest in our student or in our yes student athletes today's decision by the university of colorado has done nothing to disrupt that commitment we are focused on concluding our media rights deal and securing our continued success and growth immediately following the conclusion of our media rights deal we will embrace expansion opportunities and bring new fans markets uh, excitement and value to the pac-12 uh, that is basically oh dated uh, July twenty seventh, twenty twenty three. That is basically a a cry for help. That uh, Petro says the ship is going down. Yeah, losing Colorado is is uh, normally I wouldn't say it was a big deal, uh, but it definitely is now. You know, with with uh, um, uh, Coach Prime there, and then. And just the fact that the wise move would be the rest of the corner schools um, join. That be Utah and uh, ASU and, and University of Arizona join. Um, and it's something that you heard me say almost every time we talk about this. And that is ASU needs to leave now. And I was hoping they... they should have been the first, in my opinion. Was I expecting Colorado to be the first? I don't know. I guess, you know, with the influence of Coach Prime, <laughs> you know, it. you can kind of see where they could have been the first, but ASU should have been the first to, to, to make this move, and they need to do it as soon as possible. Uh, I expect more dominoes to, to fall um, with this. And it's starting with Colorado and, and, and moving about. Um, and it just, you know, that statement shows how clueless, you know. Um, we, you know, we are focused on concluding our media rights deal and securing our continued success and growth. Immediately following the conclusion of our media rights deal, we will embrace expansion opportunities and bring new fans, markets, and excitement and value to back 12. Um, if they would have done it the opposite way, but shoot, you know, the SEC and, and, uh, big, uh, big 10, the, you know, and, uh, uh, well now the big 12, they, they don't, they don't understand how to, how to, um, be, be dominant in college football. They, they don't win national championships. Pac 12, you know, what's going on. You know how to do it. <sighs> It's just so laughable and, and ridiculous. Um, so that that's that's a statement. Um, I know I don't read well. I will. Uh, I normally would have, but I will share it to um, um, my social media, and so you can check that out um, uh, at Big Sky Sports Talk on uh, Facebook and Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Um, plenty other content for you to check there and 
um uh, please feel free to email me about anything you let uh get um let me know uh how you feel about cheer wine if you've heard of cheer wine and if you've uh, heard of it do you like it you know or what what about it so let me know about cheer wine as dj talked about it i will have a, a poll on um facebook at uh big sky sports talk on facebook um asking those questions so feel free to chime in you can shoot me an email big sky sports talk at gmail.com um and uh uh follow the show follow the show anyway and everywhere you can on on um uh, spotify apple google audible iHeartRadio, amazon music uh stitcher we are available um just about it anywhere and everywhere um so uh please 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 do what you can uh to uh hit that bell notification like and subscribe follow, follow the the pages um and help get the word out there um share it with your friends your family your neighbors your enemies and and just uh you know i i really appreciate you guys listening uh hope you have a um a good weekend and uh um hopefully we are talking about a uh, solid series against uh the mariners that starts today and goes through the weekend um be interested in to see how the trade deadline works out um more and more i'm reading that uh, mike hazen uh might be backing out of the deadline not making any moves so we'll see exactly what happens i think they should at least do something i don't i don't know i mean um but maybe the recent has uh forced him forced his hand a little bit we'll see thanks for listening as always